millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Sketch this ideas. episode of the show is brought to you by... The Marvel series Moon Knight. Um, they're not sponsoring us or anything, but uh, I did actually watch some of it recently, last night yeah. actually, while I was uh, making the boys' lunches. And yeah. it is the first Marvel thing that I've ever watched that hasn't made me feel terrible. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I, like, you know, we. Mm. Yeah. Oscar Isaac, who's playing the lead character, is just doing like a genuinely quite like human, silly, funny character and performance, and I found it very compelling. I and don't get me wrong, I enjoy quite a bit of Marvel stuff on one level, yeah. but then it yeah. is like eating like really unhealthy food where you go, oh god, what am I doing to my body? Uh, but this one, uh, you know, left me left me feeling energized um, and rejuvenated and youthful. So, does he have a love interest? Uh, yeah, sort of, sort of, yeah, yeah. Is it is it Q from James Bond? <laughs> have you seen the show? It's no, Desmond. It's it's the corpse of Desmond Llewellyn, which I found to be very. Very interesting, you know, as 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 a as a choice for Marvel to make to have not only a gay love interest, but to have it be a sort of a necrophilic one with a very dead old man. It was like, mm, yes, yes, yes. But See? but maybe that's what, what where you found the humor came from for you, because no, you know, that often was played, comedians actually, that was played very sweetly. That wasn't okay, played. Right. That, so, that wasn't so, played for last. I suppose at you all. don't want the humor to come from a sort of a. A, um, I guess what you would consider a non-traditional relationship. Exactly. We, yeah, we we don't need to. We've seen you that parodied. Treat. You know, we've, we've, yeah. that those jokes are are old. Um, I would, mm. I would like. I can't wait to see the spin-off where it is just Q's corpse. Um, <laughs> yeah, they absolutely. And what it does. That, they were setting that up. It was a little on the nose. A bit obvious, yeah, but but you know, but what would you? Because like, I mean, I suppose they they probably. You know, the Marvel Universe is looking for different formats. You know, it keeps moving into different things. You know, some comedy, some mm. TV shows, some movies. Some, I think I think they're doing comic books now as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and it wouldn't be surprised if they did like a 24-hour live stream of mm. just like the rotting corpse of a... If they like, you know, they integrate different things. Yeah. So I think they, you know, at different yeah. points, they've probably done things like that. And so if they just yeah. were to integrate something that is actually from the real world mm. and they can just film it at 24 hours a day, mm. that would allow them to get into Twitch or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised either if that was the next thing announced by Marvel. Well, they're so hungry for content, you know. It's a juggernaut. It's an absolute juggernaut. Yeah. Um, Alistair, this episode is also brought to you by my book, Gustav and Henry. Um, uh, they haven't been selling enough copies, apparently. Uh, so no. I guess this is um, me begging you to buy a copy for okay. a young reader in your life. I mean, like in quite a pathetic way, if if that makes sense. Like I'm like I'm desperate. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of wetting my pants a little bit. You know, kind of like really like groveling. When you say Weird. wetting your pants, are you mm. saying uh, W-E-T-T or W-E-D-D? Both. Yeah. Uh, wetting uh, w- W-E-T-D. So, uh, so that's a kind of a wetting that is also a wedding. Um, oh, yes. Well, the, the, like the urine is sort of the, uh, is the, the celebrant. <laughs> the urine is the celebrant in the piss myself that is the wetting of my pants. Yeah, wetting of sense. your pants. Yeah. Um, anyway, Gustav and Henry, I think it's very good, and there's another. Yeah, I also think it's out. very good. Thank and, you, Alistair. They got they got them need to get their hands on it and eyeballs in mm. it. Now, apparently, if you try and buy it on Booktopia or Amazon, they might be sold out. But that's only because Amazon only Amazon only took a a stock list of two copies, so it makes two? us look a lot more successful than we are. And but if how, you go, how could they even order two copies? Did somebody just hand them two copies? <laughs> yeah, they dropped it off into Jeff Bezos's hand delivered it buy into his letterbox. Mm. But um, but if you if you look a little bit further, you can find an independent bookseller or even like Big W or Kmart or some shit. They've got it. But so, but if you can find an independent Big W. <laughs> Sort of a mom and pop big W if you can, <laughs> just because it's, you know, we want to support these people. Now, is that something we talked about on the podcast once? We talk about, I'm going to open a Woolworths. I'm going to open. That's fun. But a mom and pop Woolworths. A mom and pop Woolworths. What's what's the, no, I guess there's, I guess Futurama like, already did mums, robots or whatever it was. And it was like a, you know, a home style thing. But what else, what, what? Is but I mean, if it was like something like a Bunnings that? or an airport. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mom and pop airport. That's really nice. So dad, uh, pop is up there in the air traffic control thing, right? Directing yeah. all the planes in his folksy yeah. style. And like he's telling the kids to back out of, uh, you know, the Holden. And uh, And mom, what's mom doing? Is she... Well, she'd be doing taking Baggage tickets and control? doing security. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's All really right, nice. Yep. All right, come into this back room with me. All right. Mm. So when she's putting on a glove. Oh, is she? Yeah, right. Yeah. What's she going to do well, with it? Well, she's going is it to an oven mitt? rummage through the anus. I mean, how <laughs> deep do they go into the anus? Do they just put their finger in there? That's the thing. I don't think they're going that deep. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think they really want it. Yeah. So, because like that's yeah, Are, that's it, it. That's that's. I, I never really. I never really thought deeply about this. So when they kind of like, ah, mm. oh, you're gonna have to come into the anus. Are they putting two fingers in and pulling your anus apart and then <laughs> looking in there with a little with a little uh, 
like you know small flashlight uh, <laughs> are they putting one of Maybe those sort of glass one of those glass like butt plugs so that they can <laughs> look through it has like a telescopic lens so that they can see all the way to the yeah, other end yeah maybe like one in, with a light there must be butt plugs that have cameras in them right that must oh, be I a suppose, sex thing for some people do they ever put like one of those little wires like a you know like one of those wires with a camera on it that you swallow but with your butt you know and then go in there and look around see if there's any baggies you know um you know here's a couple of options they could train some kind of a worm to yeah. go up there, right? With a camera or just yeah. one that can, can come and communicate with you and <laughs> give a nod if there's yes. It comes or, back and communicates. It forms it the shape down. of letters with its body. Yeah, it, it spells out the drug. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but uh, uh, hang on. Wait, I've lost what I was going to say. Fuck. Come back, thought. Where did you lose? Uh what do we do? We go. Oh, uh, oh, fuck! This is not good content. But I really, they... really wanted to say the thing that I thought. Um. Oh, here it is. Okay, <laughs> this is what it is. It's um. It's a sort of one of those stories of man versus machine, right? Like the famous folk song Joe Henry, which is about Joe Henry, who's a man who drives rail spikes with a sledgehammer. Yeah. And how the um, you know, the line boss brings down this sort of steam drill machine. Yeah, and it's a song about how John Henry hammers, um, you know, thirteen spike rail spikes to the steam drill machines. One, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's that, right? But for <laughs> inspecting people's buttholes at the airport, so he's the last guy who still does it um, with his with his hand. Right, yeah. just with his fingers, and he's able to detect, you know, the presence of stuff. And he's oh, up wait, against wait, wait. a sort of a someone who someone who's using cameras and and ultrasound but, and that kind or of. Or just thing. a machine, like one of those like bomb diffusing machines, but exactly. that is made for looking in your butt for finding yeah. drugs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's you know, it's the heartwarming story of how he's able to best this machine. Uh, even though his job is about to be replaced, um, and what's great about it is that the yeah. the entire process for the people who are being examined in that way is very dehumanising. But John Henry is able to keep his humanity. He is um, a very beautiful bedside manner. Yeah, <laughs> or <laughs> a sort of plastic seat side manner. Mm. Um. um Okay, so wait, what, what's that guy called again in the, John like in Henry. the store? John, John Henry. The John Henry of um, cavity searches uh, is of what it is. Airport mm. cavity searches. Mm. Um, I mean, Andy, while you were at the beginning of your saying your thing, while you're figuring it out, yeah. I wrote down a sketch, which uh, is just a classic. This is a classic TV sketch, mm, right? So it's again, it's an airport security based one. Airport mm. security says, you know, they're going through their bag, and uh, you know, they find this. They go, I don't know, you know, maybe they find some food. And you go, you're not allowed to bring mm. this in here, mm. uh, you know, things like that. And then, do you have anything else on your person? They go, no. And then they, you know, they throw away all the stuff they found, and they go, okay, and they put on some rubber gloves, and then you go, okay, you're gonna have to come into a back room. With mm. us, takes you into the back room, and then he makes him a submarine sandwich. 
and then and then he does a cavity search. Right at the well, end. I suppose he could while he's eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You eat this while I do a, okay, now you eat this while I do a cavity search. Um Yeah, that's a real uh both ends, isn't it? It's a real what? Both ends. He's doing your both ends. You've got oh, the he's absolutely, sub going he's in the mouth. He's absolutely spit roasting you. <laughs> With with a sandwich in one mouth and a hand in the other <laughs> mouth, the butt's mouth. Oh, this is um, this is good. It's another. It's another ceramics class classic. Oh uh, yeah. Just well, let's release a, a CD, which is just the ceramics class classics. Something yeah, that you can right. take along to your ceramics class and pop it in the CD player there. And, um, uh, yeah, I suppose we could. We could probably just do a CD where it's like one that you actually could play in a ceramics class. Because I feel if you call it a ceramics class classic, people are going to want to play it in the, to their ceramics classes. Yeah, so, and then they'll so realize that's it's, the risk, isn't it? Yeah, but I suppose I do. I do also like that you know the confusion of that. Mm. It's almost humorous, almost maybe exactly what you were intending. Mm, well, it could have been, could have been. You know, I, I should, I wouldn't rule it out at this point. But I do, I do worry that you could be getting credit here for something that you didn't actually intend. Yeah, better to withhold the 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 judgment of humor. Um, you know, I'd rather see a thousand funny men be received by silence than see a single unfunny man get a laugh. You know, that's that's right. That's that's justice to me. <laughs> I think that's fair. Mm. I think that's fair. Do you think we should ever clip things up and put them online? You know, yeah, any, I think bit... that would be really good. I think that's yeah. exact. Like if we if we had the vaguest intention of making this show successful, we'd be doing that kind of stuff. Because you know, sometimes we do say funny things, and sometimes we get them out quite succinctly. You know, yeah. they they'd fit in a clip. Not always, not always, but that's the point of the clip. That's why you clip it. You clip oh, the good true. ones. Yeah, I know. Gosh, we You don't we clip could... the bad bits. You don't, you don't clip the bad bits? Okay, well, since you already this, I'm yeah, learning a lot. You don't put together a low-lights package. Uh, but we could. We could. I mean, maybe if we hired someone. <laughs> um, I think a low-lights package is interesting. Um, you know, maybe We've... at the end of a football season or something, you, um, you know, they always need more content. Right, yeah. they need things to throw to a little low lights mm. package. We've cut out all the best bits uh, from the from the game, <laughs> and we've taken them out so that you can watch the rest. <laughs> That's what cutting them out means. We've <laughs> cut them out. We're throwing them away permanently as well. Wasn't easy yeah. to get rid of them, but they're gone. It's just it's just a perfect format because some people do love to watch the best bits, and some people mm. don't want to watch the whole game. Mm. And so it's perfect for those people to just watch the low lights. Yeah. Because, I mean, sometimes if you're watching all the boring bits, then you'll be even more surprised by the amazing result at the end of the game. Mm. You go, yeah. oh, how could such a great result have come from such a, a, a terribly dry football match? Yeah, well, then what's good about that is it leaves so much up to the imagination. You know, it mm. lets it happen in the mind of the sports fan. Which, oh, yes. You know, uh, it rewards the um, those with the ability to imagine 
all the exciting things that could have happened. Because once you've seen the highlights, this is the thing as well, once you've seen the highlights of a season, you know that yeah. that's as good as it gets. But if you, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a hard ceiling on that, that. They've been like, this is, this is it. This is as good as it is possible for this sport to be, right? Yeah. But if you just watch the lowlights package, how good the sport could be is limited only by your imagination. That's it right. could be infinitely right. good. They there should be a kind of like a you know like a what are those oatmeal oatmeal religious people Quakers. Um, <laughs> the it should be the the uh, the Quaker like a Quaker style for true football fans like where they go and sit in a room for ninety minutes quietly in silence and they imagine the game that w- would happen this week. Mm. And they, you know, because they, if you're a real fan, you'll know every player and you'll know all the decisions that they could be making. You'll yeah. so you start with the kickoff. You probably even know all the rules of the sport and stuff like that. So you see, you can picture the kickoff and then, you know, you can just watch the whole game mm. happen. And then um, potentially mind, you could. Right? It unfolds yeah, in your and mind. Then, and then potentially and, you know, you, they could. You're watching these people in this room and you're seeing them occasionally jump up with their hands in the air cheering. Right? Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Cheering with that, yeah, go, yay, you beauty, yeah, exactly, exactly, all that kind of stuff, and then abusing the the judge or the referee. Potentially, you could be drinking beer and having snacks and stuff like that as <laughs> oh, well. Of course, of course, or maybe you're just imagining those as well. Oh yeah, that that could be good, but we're trying to convince people to do this. <laughs> mm. You know, um, you say. That would be um, a uh, a good ad, right? For um for something. I mean, it doesn't really matter what it's an ad for, but you know, one of those things where you're like, you treat the um, you you it's 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 footage of a a football game or something, but you have the commentary and the and the the setup is that you're you're treating the person bring, come, getting back to their seat with their snacks or something like it's the game. You know, that kind of shit, right? So, you you know, he's he's going to get the snacks. He's coming oh, back. Oh, yeah, he's I almost think there was over. an ad like that, I think. Well, there you yeah. go, see? Yeah. And then he's got it, and he's got it! You know, he's grabbed a beer or something yeah, like that. He's yeah. grabbed some, some nachos or something I'm sorry, like that. yeah. It's, I mean, it's so... You'd so make a great ad guy. I, You know, I would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say it. Thanks. If I'm going to lose you to anything, Andy, I hope it's ads. <laughs> um, uh, you're never yeah. going to lose me. You're stuck with me. Um. Okay. Look, I'll just write down something to do with the imagining the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Um. You could you could have because uh, because each each season of of uh, any sporting um, code sort of consists of two things, right? It consists of the set of things that did happen, and then the set of things that didn't happen. And um, you know, the set of things that didn't happen is a negative space um, that exists and is just as real. As say a shadow, right? Sure. And you know you can still you can still get a lot of entertainment from a shadow, can't you? You know you go to one of those shadow as... puppetry things, Ooh. right? And so I think that you know reporting on the things that didn't happen in the weeks 
for the, the sporting week. Um, well, and, and, and there's so many not? more people visualizing it. So then there's so many more matches to. But also then you get to then then there can also be the real match. Yeah, yeah. Which for is, the real yeah, fan, then you get you get two matches a week at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you might get reports on other people's uh, visualization matches. Uh, um, oh, and maybe you can gamble on it on somebody else's visualization match. Um, Alistair, before we started the podcast, yeah, um, you were making fun of me, um, uh, which yeah. is how we like to start every podcast. He's very mean to me off off pod. He 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 really talks me down. Well, but, uh, it's because we're recording this episode. Um, I got to go to Sydney yesterday to be on a TV show that Andy helped me get on to. And uh, and then while I was there, I left my laptop charger there. Mm. And, so, and so I'm running on the battery power of my laptop right now that is just, we got 55% left. <laughs> and 53, pardon me. And so, um, you know, we, 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 we don't have time. And so Andy was like, do I have time to make a cup of tea? I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, we've got limited battery time. And so uh, it's up to you. You know, that was obviously a, a great hint to let's get this fucking show on the road. <laughs> and then Andy's like, no. And then he started boiling water. And so he started boiling water on a stovetop, <laughs> just like medieval <laughs> style. And then he, you know, and then I was attempting to make fun of him because, as you know, Andy lives in a rural area now. He's decided to choose the mm. non, the non-civilized lifestyle, and so he had to go find some kindling and things oh, like I, that. I, and I, then t- I, I turned my back on the, you know, the civilization, yeah, on the on the hustle and bustle, and so then, mm. um, and then Andy, you know, had to go and, um, you know, find a guy who sells flint so that he had to trade some wild mushrooms in exchange for flint there because the guy loves to you know have uh introspective uh mm. you know hallucinogenic uh experiences in exchange for you know whatever he can scrabble out of this mine that uh, this kind of quarry that he lives in exactly now alistair and i was wondering if you know i know I know you didn't mean, intend any of that to be funny at the time. It was just meant to be genuinely hurtful what you were saying. <laughs> but yeah. I, I am able to like see through that and see that there is also some comic potential uh, in an idea like that. And I mean, is it as simple as sort of a sketch um, set in the distant past where people are having quite a normal conversation? Somebody comes over. To their house, right, or hut, or whatever it is, yeah. And then, uh, you know, then they talk in perfectly normal modern English. I think this is part of the potential humor of it. They talk normally about, you know, things, current things, or talk and in and in a current way, right. And somebody is just offering to put on the kettle. Shall I pop the kettle on, right? And. Then we see the process of popping the kettle on as being this yeah. long, laborious thing that they have to do, right? This will be a real highlight of the sketch, I could tell you already. This oh, long, boring what, the bit long, in the laborious thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can already hear people tuning in to oh, this. But at least, 
but you know, people will be like, "Well, oh, these people are talking normal, so that's exciting already." Yeah, now, and then, and then you know, he's chopping wood, trying to find mm, dry kindling under some exactly. pine trees. Yeah, you know, and maybe they're keeping the conversation going or something while this whole thing is happening. Oh, talking still completely normal. Yeah, yeah, people are gonna love that bit, and then. <laughs> Maybe this doesn't. This story doesn't really fit within a um, uh, a traditional sketch. You know, two to three no. minutes. It might be more like any of a form of entertainment. Sketch. Um, but the whole story, yeah, it is yeah. a feature. It is a feature film, I think. But the whole story is this person just trying to make a cup of tea. It's bookended by the conversation where the people pop by the hut. And they, you know, welcome them in and offer to make the cup of tea. And then there's the long story of them getting all the pieces and making it happen. And then at the very end, it's them coming back with the cup of tea and then uh, then saying uh, milk, right, like that. And that's how we set it up for the sequel because we know that the sequel is going to be them uh, getting the milk. Go exchange some magic beans for a fucking cow. and <laughs> Yeah. Because not enough yeah. of the stories have been made about the guy who who had the magic beans and wanted a cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. You're right. What's well, with guy that guy? I can't wait to get rid of magic beans. Where are you growing these fucking beanstalks? Because like, really... Harvesting beanstalks for their beans. It's an interesting one, isn't it, Jack and the Beanstalk? Because it really sets Jack up to look like a fucking idiot, right? Because he basically, I feel like the premise at the start is like Jack falls for this scam, basically. Yeah. Like he's really dumb. And then it turns out that the magic beans are really magic beans. Now, yeah, so what are we supposed to take from yeah, that? Is the, the subtext guy who, is, who, yeah, is, sorry, you, you finished your sentence. Well, no, I mean, I wonder, is the guy who gives the beans to Jack, is that Jesus, do you think, maybe? Well, but why is Jesus sending you to a, a murderous giant? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like so yeah, well, I think, you know, mysterious ways. Because like, oh, the message <clears throat> almost is uh, do fall for scams because sometimes. They aren't too good to be true. Mm. Fall for very but, obvious scams. Like, yeah. But then, but then you're right that like, even it wasn't really too good to be true because along the way there were many points at which Jack could have died very easily. So I mean, ultimately, it's a it is a miracle that he survived, but. It doesn't. It, that was by no means the most certain outcome, right? Still feels like it could have turned very bad, even though the beans were really magic. Yeah, and but the beans also aren't re- necessarily related to the giant, right? Like, did it just so happen that he that he just like the guy who had the magic beans, mm. which might not be magic? It seems like they just grow a very large plant. Yeah, I mean, there could be magic behind think, that. Yeah, but it also just seemed like, I mean, the one reading of it could be that it just happened that he grew his his big plant under the space where the, the giant happens to live. Oh, I think you're absolutely right about that. That's You're right. That is, that is unrelated. 
Yeah, that seems so like the magic. The, the fact that the guy sold the magic beans, he wasn't like, this will take it to a giant. Mm. I think he was just like, oh, no, this will make a crazy big <laughs> stock of beans. And then you'll have an access to lots of beans. Big yeah. beans. I mean, this will give you a real like a, fucked up beans. Like... You know, like you know how like farming involves growing many, many plants, and that's mm. a huge pain in the ass. You need a lot of land. Well, this you can. This is basically the skyscraper of plants. You mm. can grow one, and then you'll have so many beans mm. that you just like you won't. You you could just spend all day harvesting, and you still will just have endless beans, and your what? family will no longer have to experience poverty because you can just sell beans What's and you can swap it for like cows that, and stuff like that if you need if you need like protein sometimes we know that the beans themselves are just normal sized beans so this enormous bean plant right yeah. grows grows regular sized beans that's right well very very perfect for human consumption beans yeah but they're going to be difficult to um harvest right because they're so high up in the sky and also we don't know what effect these beans have on the human body if you eat them well that's true but yeah i guess we don't know that and they might be some of those beans that you need to like soak before you oh, <laughs> eat them so it's like what the fuck that. forget that. Fuck that yeah but maybe that's Ugh. maybe you got to dry out beans before they do that i'm not sure but yeah so that's all possible we don't yeah we don't know and so so maybe and maybe that's the problem that this guy had a big plant that, that that had these magic bit that you know that created these beans that you can only that only really allows you to grow more p- vines like that the uh, bean stalks, but then he's like, shit, this is crazy because I could, there's actually you can't eat these, <laughs> these are not in any way valuable, so I've just got to like try and swap them for cows. Yeah, because I got my heaps. best option. <laughs> my best option is to see if I can trick some kids to giving me cows. <laughs> In exchange for these beans, but you but would, the thing I is, mean, the beans genuinely are magic. That's yeah. It. Well, the beans are magic, but not a useful kind of magic. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that that would be the problem with any kind of magic is that there's still limitations to it, right? So, like, even if you can turn invisible, it doesn't make the rest of your life unbelievably good. Mm. You know, there's still just like it's it's just another parameter in. Right. in in the in the universe so it's like you don't have endless magic where you suddenly you can just like you know make gold appear out of anywhere and you know force people to love you and things like that it's still just like you just oh this is the limited magic of this thing right and also we don't know what the effects are of having a beanstalk like that like pull right next to your house right next to your house but also pull all of that because all that matter that the that goes into the beanstalk comes from the air it's like it pulls yeah. all that carbon dioxide out of the air right like to to make the plant mm. so that qu- really quickly changes the composition of the atmosphere around you what we do know is that um beans are a nitrogen fixing plant which means that they're good for converting um uh put re-nitrogenizing the soil yeah. so after growing those beans he's going to be able to grow tomatoes or something like that well that'll really be yeah i guess that's that's <laughs> I mean, that's the one benefit of this magic. And I suppose you could probably term. sell sell these beanstalks maybe as lumber <laughs> to like, you know, to at least yeah. burning like for firewood or something like that. Sure. I mean, I don't know how, how it looks after it dries out, you know. Yeah, where... what bean lumber, what bean lumber is like as a, as a building material or as a how does it, Yeah, a fuel but just how, how does it burn, you know, how does it, you yeah. know, just even just biomass. I think that, you know, you could you could burn biomass and when it dries out, maybe you can feed it to cattle. <laughs> well, I okay. But that's but, probably why he's trying to get a cow. 
Isn't it? I think also when he trades the beans, the guy he trades the beans to never specifies what kind of magic the beans are. He literally yeah. just says they're magic beans, right? Or what kind of beans? Yeah. <laughs> he goes like, these are magic beans. You go like, what are we talking? Like black bean or these kidney pinto? or like, are these, yeah, pinto or these. Uh, Do you consider li- the chickpea lima? to be a bean? Where do you draw the line? Do you consider the chickpea to be a bean? What's the, What for you is the difference between a pea yeah. and a bean? Like, is it really a bean or is it you just telling me it's just a general legume? Mm. Um, so anyway, yeah, is I there don't something know. in that? Yeah. Uh, what's his deal? I'm just like, um, but yeah, but also the fact, the coincidence um, that it does end up like, that in this world that there are just giants that live on clouds that's fucking yeah. crazy yeah i mean that's a few that's a few different little uh, coincidences happen anyway the guy that jack's got a lot of luck mm. yeah i mean it it um and we, we don't know that those things are unrelated right like a lot of the time you look at things in nature and you think wow what are the chances that this and this but we don't know that there isn't some sort of symbiotic or evolutionary history that explains the fact that bean, magic beans are real and grow really big and giants live in the sky. Those, oh, yeah, I guess you know, could be connected. They could be connected, yeah. Well, maybe maybe the giants, you know, kind of like tigers, were just wiped off of the earth because mm-hmm. they were too big of a threat. You know, they end up in villages and they start fucking eating people and shit like that, especially if they love grinding up people's bones and making bread you go there's other i mean especially it's a i mean i love that they're taking advantage of every part of the human <laughs> i mean they, although they every, might every part although of the we don't know they might right yeah i mean but uh, you know although he might be discarding all the flesh and stuff like that and he's mm. just like ah, i just want those bones um does seem like a laborious process of having to dry out yeah. bones so that it can be f- turned to flour. Um, but I bread. do love. I love the idea. I do love the idea of a of a, of a bone bread. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, I you know would be dense. I picture picture it be dense and gritty. I'll be a heavy bread. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you think it'd be gritty? Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends how good your mill is. Your bone mill. Yeah. Well, yeah, but anyway, so so then they've 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 climbed these beanstalks to go up onto clouds, and they've realized they can go up there and not be murdered by uh, you know uh, lots of people with. Because uh... did he die? Oh no, he just died when he fell from the beanstalk after he cut it down. Yeah, right? yeah. After. Well, we don't even know if he died. We just know that he. I think he fell. He... I think he might have left a huge hole in the ground, or maybe that was just in the cartoon that I saw. Yeah. Maybe oh, he was a corpse, and then. Lying there on the ground, and then all the village could villagers could kind of crawl all over him and eat his flesh. I don't yeah, think it's cannibalism good. if you eat a giant. If it's a giant, yeah, I think if somebody's over six foot six, then you can <laughs> you can eat their flesh, and it's not cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, um, um, you know, and plus, a lot of biologists they can't agree on what a species is. Mm, so, mm. yeah, it's not. There know. are no um, clear lines in the sand. No. Uh, in that regard, unless unless a giant has fallen there, and then you yeah, just see yeah. their outline. Sure. Um, yeah. Right. Well, I've written all this down. Um, mm. Some aspects of it. Um, also, just before while we were talking about football, uh, this is this is nothing really. But I pictured. Imagine it's a football game, but it's done where the the midline, the midpoint of the of the field, is the top of a a sand dune. 
Ooh. right? And and the and then either side is just falling away like yep. that. And so I just think that that would really change the sport for a oh, bit. I you mean, know, like not just the hill element, but the sand element would be yeah. incredible. I think that's such a great idea. I think FIFA should, you know, like like in um Oh, you're picturing tennis. soccer. I was picturing like rugby or something like that. Oh, but, all right. but that yeah. But I think that that's um I like, the only reason Yeah, go, go hit me. I was just saying, you know, I like how in tennis they play on different surfaces and mm. I think they should bring that into um into the, you know, the football world and maybe different yeah. leagues or different countries play on different surfaces and you know so obviously you know some are played on gravel which should just be horrible uh but yeah. you know the ones that are played on sand or mud um i'm really yeah. intrigued by i do love love the idea of a soccer field like that that is on a a field that can that is like that tilts that constantly kind of rotates oh. its tilt <laughs> oh yeah like right. you know it could it could be relatively slowly, but like it just kind of constantly shifts its tilt. Randomly, so one team one team always kind of has an advantage in terms of like the tilt is towards mm. towards you, but it doesn't last very long. Or or what about this? The audience, uh, there's 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 a new they introduce a new thing where there's like there's one guy who's called the king of football, right? Yeah, and he sits in a big chair, right, and you know, and he's got a lever. And the audience shouts, tilt the field, tilt the field. <laughs> and when they shout loud enough, he'll push the lever and tilt the field. Oh, that's good. So then the, the audience becomes a player in the game. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. And everyone's so excited, they cheer whenever he tilts it. And all the players fall over and start sliding down. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he has a, a earthquake button that just makes it shake really violently. <laughs> Yeah, like that, and then, and then the king fall. stands up and puts his hands in the air, and everyone cheers for the king. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't even notice the players, really. <laughs> yeah, they just get so excited when he tilts the field. <coughs> Sometimes he can make it just go up and down very fast, so they all kind of get airborne momentarily. Mm, jiggle? <laughs> no, 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 not jiggle. Like they get launched. Like it's almost like you know a small catapult kind of effect. Like it just kind of, it just pushes up and then comes down. Yeah, you know? no, I, I understand. I understand. It's sort of like you might do with um, onions if you're frying onions. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I saute. Guess so. The saute um, rule in football, uh, soccer. Um, has a lever. All right, and Andy. Now, we have I five sketches. We have five so sketch ideas. Yes, we do, Andy. And we got. It says here fifty six minutes, but we're down to thirty nine percent. Feels like we're we're you know, feels like we're losing energy fast. Anyway, uh, now Andy, we've got listeners, and some of them can g- give us three words from a listener by su- subscribing to our Patreon. And one s- a person who has done this is uh, a person known as Stuart McCone. Stew, Stew Mac. Um, yeah, Stew Mac, and uh, Stew you might know as uh, as the contender. Mm. Um, you know he's <laughs> he's pushing he's the hard. guy. Yeah, he's uh, he, you know he, he would love to be on this show, and he's going to be one day. I, I got, you know even even some of his um, uh, some of his colleagues um, have uh, from his podcast. 
uh, have been trying to, you know, convince me to to you know let them on first, just as a real burn to uh, to stew. Oh, that's really exciting! I love that idea. Um, the podcast is pointless reinvention. Yeah, very funny podcast. Yeah, uh, but um, here we are. You know, and and if they they what what they don't realize is that it's our inability to uh, organize anything, the anything. So anyway, Stu's that's you know some backstory on this listener. Um, so now here we are to the words. Andy, do you want to try to guess the first word? Yeah. Okay. So the first word is pebble. No, Andy. No, the first word is evasive. Okay. Second word is lance. Oh, Andy, you got the first two letters right. <gasps> but it's lady. Evasive. Unfortunately, it wasn't a two-letter word. Evasive lady. lady. Evasive lady. And you're never going to guess this last word. Uh, is it Venus flytrap? All hyphenated? No, it's Andy. Evasive lady Andy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, for some reason, I'm wow. picturing you in, like, this is not the sketch, but for some reason, it makes me picture you in a dress in the middle of, like, a coliseum type field or, like, a kind of thing. Oh. And there's people riding motorcycles at you, <laughs> oh, and God. you're trying to avoid them like a, like a, like a matador. <laughs> there could be sort of like a, like, is it a bullfighting, motorbike rider fighting? <laughs> mm, sure. And I'm ducking and weaving there in my ball gown. Yeah, that's right. And you wear a ball gown. Mm. And I mean, this is entertaining because then you're, oh. and maybe, and, and you're not allowed to use swords like they do in the Matador stuff, but you can use bludgeon weapon, bludgeoning <laughs> okay. weapons. Yeah, no, that is you know? that is fun. What yeah. is is there anything problematic about the fact that I'm dressed as a lady here while these people sort of drive at me with their motorbikes? Like, well, they that... can be dressed in in dresses as well. I don't I don't see clothes as being sort of uh, as as being really all that gendered. I don't think. Um... <laughs> okay, great. They're also in dresses. That's good. Yeah. Um, I and, now look and also they, the people can I be women. Ha- mm. Mm. They could. You're be. just picturing men riding those motorbikes, aren't you, yeah. Andy? Yeah. That's God, true. Andy. Okay. Andy, you're being, you know, you're just really letting all your all your biases show right on okay. the air. Okay. And people are going to tra- troll through this when you run for politics one day. I'm and they're going to be like, oh, Andy morning. assumed everybody riding the motorbox that we're trying to run him over in this Matador style thing. We're, we're men. Gosh. That's I'm the secret. Gonna... <laughs> That's the secret to saying prejudiced things. You have to make them so. Um, complicated to explain the context of that i could never be taken down in a tweet there's so much backstory to that that i'll yeah. actually be able to get off scot-free yeah. um or um the lady version of scott free. yeah well yeah you'll be able to get off without a scott or the female version of a person called scott mm. Um, now, uh, just saying the word ball gown earlier made me think of a podcast that we did probably 110 episodes ago where Is we were a, talking about... Uh, an, a little a, dress for your testicles? A little dress for your testicles. And I realized that at the time, obviously, we should have called that a ball gown and we never did. So I'd like to apologize and I'd like to correct did, the permanent Did we ever record. come up with this thing where, where it's a, a little dress for your testicles? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. 
Because, I mean, it does feel perfect, like, even if it's just a kilt for your testicles. <laughs> That's exactly what we came up with, Alistair. Yeah. But now it's got to be called a ball gown. And we were talking about whether or not it goes all the way down to the ground or <laughs> or just as far as it needs to go, you know. God. Additionally, it could have a little slit up the side to sort of reveal oh, yeah. cheekily right. the side ball, a bit of side yeah, ball. Yeah, a little bit of skin can poke through or like a little – just some hair. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I wonder what's in there. Mm. Like that. Um, I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I guess you could have a two-piece so that there's also something to cover the penis in some way. Okay. Yeah, I suppose. Or it could um, just have like a little a little bra that can go on the shaft. <laughs> okay. To support like it. A, like a little kind of like a bikini top. I think it would. I think it would need to be something that just sits over the head of the penis. A corset for the penis. Mm. Oh, that okay. kind of that kind of stretches it out and makes it's it look slimming? thinner. Eh? <laughs> makes it look thinner but longer. <laughs> um, uh, um, I'm just um, gonna write. I know this is nothing, but I'm gonna write down motorbike matador. Yeah, no, of course. I think that's. I think that's something. Um, I don't think I would stand a chance if they were dirt bikes, but if they were those sort of big touring. Like, you know, there's huge BMW ones sure. that I like as well, wide as a car. Well, um, there'll, be, there'll be lots of different types. Oh, but yeah. I'm, the, I'm the thing is, is that they can go really fast, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they're not going to be as maneuverable. So I'm going to be able to get out of their way, I think. Yeah, but think about like a motorbike going like 150 kilometers an hour. <laughs> well, they're not going to be able to do that in the arena, are they? Why not? Because they'll crash in on the other side. They don't have the but space to get up to It's a small price speed. to pay. Uh, okay, they're willing to do it. Kamikaze style. And so now are we just going to write down ball gown as well, even just to add? Look, let's ball. write it down because we had a good time with it. Yeah, I'll just write down ball gown and penis corset. Mm, great. A penis corset, a penis corset is is by itself a a, a funny idea, you know. Um, and you're there um, on your wedding night. Uh, your best man is tightening up your penis corset, yanking right. the strands on the penis corset. You're oh, lacing it up, gasping. Yeah, <laughs> lacing it up like your first pair of Jordan Air Jordan Airs. Mm, Jordan Air. Jordanaire. Oh, oh, who yeah. wants to be a Jordanaire? <laughs> it's Air Jordans. That's what it is. Mm. Jordanaire. Mm. Um, Jordanaire sounds like that Canadian fuck. Um, oh, it's just Jordan Peterson. Sorry. Don't forget <laughs> it. Michael Jordan Peterson. No, no. <laughs> I mean, no, I take it back. After we had Charlton Heston Blumenthal, Michael Jordan Peterson is a very funny idea. <laughs> Michael Air Jordan Peterson. <laughs> no. Air Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Alastair, take us through the sketches that we've done so far. All right. We got, mo- we got with the mom and pop airport. Yes. Then we got the airport security puts on gloves and takes you to the back room and makes you a submarine sandwich. And mm. then and then fists you while you eat it. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's what they imply, right? With those gloves things that I'm going to have my full hand inside your anus. Not like I'm going to put one finger in. But yeah. they probably just put one finger in, don't they? <laughs> They're definitely not putting the whole hand in there. Yeah. 
Um, John Henry of airport, wait, of airport cavity searches. Mm. Um, uh, then we got the real, real fans visualizing matches sitting with Quaker style silence. I, it, God, that's a great sketch, sketch idea. God, that's good. <laughs> oh, I should have written down your one where two people talk normally and then they go through the long process of making a cup of tea. Yes, you should have written that down. <laughs> All right. Okay, wait. I'll just write it down now. Two. I'll put it right after two. Two people talk normal. <laughs> Thank you for including the detail then, that they talk normal. Then go through. Oh, I mean, look, just listening to you go through the long process of writing this down has made me start to doubt that people will have the patience to watch the sketch because I do not have the patience to listen to you. Oh, God, I'm going to kill myself. Guy (laughs) who sells magic beans in exchange for cow, what's his deal? And we kind of go into a lot of that stuff that we were talking about. I think you should talk about that on stage. I think that's funny. I mean, I realize that deconstructing fairy tales is not exactly, you know, groundbreaking, but um, I think it's funny. Yeah, I'm with you. Then we got Tilt the Field. That's the people yelling that. Soccer King has a lever. (laughs) (laughs) Um. That's the tilt the field soccer king has a lever. It's a controversial new rule that FIFA has introduced. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody loves it. Oh, everybody loves it. And the audience gets to play a part. Then we got motorbike matador in dresses. Mm. And then we got ball gown and penis corset. So, thanks everybody for listening to in the think tank. We like that you did that to us and of and it and two. And, um, you know, you can find us in all the usual places. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. He's at Alistair TB. We are at Two in Tank. Gosh, we're active on that uh, that account at the moment. Um, <laughs> you can support us on Patreon. We've had some people join the Discord recently. It's a good place to be. Oh. We have sporadic chats. It's nice. Oh, yeah. And then, But also, there's a lot of whale stuff. If you love uh, yeah. whales, <laughs> you're being silly by not being in there. Yes. And... Uh, uh, by Gustav and Henry from an yeah, independent right. Big W near you. Yeah. And, and we, we love, love you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.